This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net, and Mia Johnson, entertainment editor at Fansighted.com. Cover all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, Star Wars, Star Trek, Sandman, Stranger Things, Vikings, The Witcher, Wheel of Time, Fantasy, Sci-Fi, all of these things. <laughs> Bring me the latest news and insights and how this can be useful to you in your daily life. Um, thanks for everybody joining. Mia, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. It's, it, 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 it's, I'm glad, I'm glad the TV is back. Yeah. I'm watching The Outsider. It's spooky. I'm watching Avenue 5. It's okay. Oh, yeah, I've heard some things. <laughs> it's, oh, it sounds good as I want it to be. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. But, um, before we get to that, hey, Julie, hey, Terry, hey, Jen, good to see all you. Oh, coffee ready for some tea. Yeah, All right, we ready. do have some tea. <laughs> let's start. Let's go into this. Is actually going to be a Game of Thrones heavy week because it's one of those yeah. one of those one of those lovely weeks where just the news is everywhere. First of all, the Game of Thrones cast got together for kind of the probably the last time we'll see them together Aww, yeah. until like ten years from now. Someone makes like a documentary about the yeah. phenomenon. I'm thinking, Ooh. and there's there's something like an event. Sorry, <laughs> um, at the Screen Actors Guild Awards where Peter Dinklage finally, after six times being nominated, finally won the Male Actor in a Drama Series SAG Award. So congrats to him. That that was a long time coming. Now, having said that, I like now that the show is entirely over, I think it just goes to show how little performance really has to do with nominations that Mm. he is like the only Game of Thrones actor to ever win any kind of award for the show at all. Wow. I didn't think about that. Now, any, like, Lini <laughs> yeah. Hedia Cersei, no. Like, Emilia Clark and Aristotle Garen, who should have been nominated for this, yeah. I think, didn't. Gwendolyn Christie, I think, was nominated if she didn't win. Um, Izzy Williams, you know, Sophie Turner, Nicholas Wild Out. Oh. No one else ever won. Huge snubs. Alfie Allen. I think so. <laughs> it means snubs. And I mean, like, I love Peter Dink, don't get me wrong. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 but I do think, at the end of the day, just awards... They really aren't about the, you know, they're about what you get into your head and the momentum mm-hmm. and the votes. And he's not like a vote getting guy. But I think, you know, Academy or in this case, I have to go, 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 go like, oh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah he's talented. Yeah. Slap. Yeah. Like, I don't think I there's a ton of guy. <laughs> awards you have to realize aren't really a stamp of approval. Although I'm glad he got this finally. Yeah. 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 That's good for him. Definitely. <laughs> 
And uh, it lost. I, I also won a Game of Thrones to win Best Ensemble, which I think it totally... They could have I mean, pulled that off. Look, maybe sure. not for the final season, but a- as a whole, like, reward the they whole thing. They were still good actors, though. They were. Ensemble is just about And there are the so acting. many good ones. Yeah. Like, that show launched a bunch of careers. Yeah. Like, Sophie Turner, Mason Williams, they're going to be around for a while. I think Kit Harrington's going to be in Marvel now. Mm-hmm. And Millie Clark is doing romantic comedies. <laughs> like, that cast is important. I, well, okay, important, whatever. Yeah. They're big they and they'll be around the for map. a while. Yeah. Definitely put them on the map. But they lost it to uh, the third season of The Crown. Yeah. Which yeah. Like, the Crown, I think, also won like some Emmys in the last year or some other shows, which I like The Crown, uh-huh. but it's... um. I'm not sure, like, what, <laughs> yeah, what the appeal is for voters. I can like, only you see love maybe, stodgy like, British the, dramas. Yeah, like that. It's kind no of No one even highbrow. gets eaten by a dragon in that. Yeah, where's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe it's like, oh, she has to imitate the queen, and she has to talk like her, and <laughs> her mannerisms correct. Like so uh, maybe that's what it is. I'm not entirely sure. And as Isabel says, that Lena deserved it every year, which, yeah, is very true. But I am glad... Uh, he at least uh, deserved it for that walk of shame scene. I'm still mad she didn't get anything for that. Um, that's so good. Yeah. Acting-wise. Yeah. Acting-wise. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we we move on. I also figured it'd be interesting just because this is the last time that we're ever going to see the cast together again mm-hmm. like this. We do one final little fashion rundown of what they were wearing at the SAG Awards. And talk about any of yeah. this. Everybody watching <laughs> out there, feel free to weigh in. Okay. Hit it. <gasps> First, we have Nathalie Emanuel wearing a flower giant bow gown. Not the best pose this. I feel yeah, like her arms well, be up, yeah. but, this, but, but the gown is cool. It's, but, you know, it's giving me huge, like, Kate Spade vibes because it's so, it's just so incredibly cute and flowery and right. flirty. And the bow is also cute. It's, a, <laughs> I will say, it's a little, it's a little weird. It's not your typical average dress where you've got a big giant bow on the front, but... Big giant bow and lots of volume. Yeah, lots of volume. I feel like that's something that doesn't really get done a lot on award shows, even though it's like, it, it, like they wear that in like Korea, like the big volumized dresses. Yeah, but, it does look like, yeah, like a traditional sort of But dress. here it's like you're supposed to be like really like, like you know, like tailored <laughs> to your body yeah. and whatever. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. It's interesting. It, it's very... It, it speaks to me because it's cute with the little like yellow flowers and stuff. So it's on brand for me at least. It also like it's pretty cold here in Chicago right now, and that's yeah. like a summer ass dress. And Jen so says, that looks that makes like me... she's ready for the balls. <laughs> yes, that's so cute. Like the she looks like ready for like a really fancy Easter egg roll is what I'm getting from it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, mm, we've got more to say, don't we? we? Uh, do we? We down to men's fashions. We have yeah, we do. Alfie, Alfie. Allen wearing. You know, a suit, but, you know, I, I, I love this jacket. I love, like, the kind of maroon. I, I love maroon. I think yeah, it's a Yeah, it's a, a fun print. Yeah, like, kind of, I, I, I don't think it's flowers. It's just, like, red yeah. dappled nonsense. And he's got, like, a little gold chain action uh-huh. going on against the black shirt. And you get some bling. Yeah, some bling. <laughs> oh, actually, like he's wearing Targaryen colors. <gasps> red and black. He's representing. <laughs> For his felled queen. Yeah, I like that. That works. Good for you, Alfie. Represent your dead queen. Okay, thank you. Oh, wait, he died too, though. Whatever. He died, he died for her. This is my Sophie favorite Turner, look. Hot ass pink. I think it's yeah. Louis Vuitton. Yeah, can't go wrong, right? Yeah. It's like a like real chic sort of Barbie doll. Yeah. I used to, a lot of my old the Barbie dolls. Hallows on her arm? No, <laughs> just triangle. Yeah. 
<laughs> it reminds me of my old Barbie dolls because they were kind of like the mid 90s, late 90s. So they would really have these like hot neon colors and like metallic sort of vibe. And that's what I'm getting from her. Maybe like the cut is kind of like 50s, though. I'm getting from like, you know, like the swimsuits and all that. Right. But I, yeah, I'm really in the love with that. The color's kind of 80s. And I love the belt. The belt's cool. I, yeah. I, I like a giant belt. It's kind of like her bigger. It's kind of like her version of a giant bow. It's like she's going <laughs> to yeah. have a belt instead. Yeah, it's very You're going to cool. have a statement piece, and that was hers. <laughs> and the tattoo. <laughs> By the way, speaking of actors who've been put in the map by Game of Thrones, what about uh, Pedro Pascal? Ooh, I mean, look, this guy was... Is that the Mandalorian theme song? It is. It's just 100% stuck in my head, so sometimes I have to get it out. It's good. I mean, we were talking about this in the Take the Black Club episode. No, wait, we are talking about that eight seconds ago. What am I talking about? Um, how Game of Thrones put people on the map. Like, here's a guy who never heard of him. And now because of Game of Thrones, he is in, like, maybe the next great hype yeah. for serialized <laughs> yeah. television, The Mandalorian. He looks great. It's a um, smooth, smooth. Um, what would you describe that color? Because it looks like it could be like tan-ish. a tan. Like, in one light gray and another light beige, off-white, eggshell. Yeah, yeah, there we go. All of those <laughs> words are rocking. A kind of monochromatic, uh, neutral tones top going yeah. on. But I, I always like when a guy shows up to an award show not wearing just like a black suit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Is is there still that problem where Pedro Pascal is single? <laughs> I don't know. Mm, don't I'm going to have Google to it. investigate that still. That is if anybody in the comments knows, is Pedro Pascal single? Mia Johnson might be interested. I would like to know. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Who's next? And finally, we have someone who always knows how to turn a look, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Christie, Brand of Tarth, also kind of going for volu- for yeah. voluminous. Yeah. In all black against the blonde is fun, right? It is. I would, oh, what is that giving me? Kind of like a Crimson Peak vibe, like with the dark Victorian oh. sort of, even though it's like a really, really blown out dress. I'm getting like, a, like a raven sort of bird because she's got the flowing poofy like this looks like feathers <laughs> it does look like fun like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like switching it around it's like it's dark but it's fun <laughs> like it kind of looks like i know it's not but like all the crinkles mm-hmm. sort of look like like a like tissue paper <laughs> like it's almost made out of it yeah like if you get it's a not. gift and the tissue paper is like in the back <laughs> yeah it's like crinkly i would like to see that dress without her doing the twirls because i can i don't know i want her to do f- more twirls I think that dress requires you to do twirls or else it's not going to hang very. It might look like a a, a hefty bag, a trash bag. A little bit, yeah. But Julie is not a fan of this one. It's not her best. It's not her best, but she's still having fun and that's all that she's matters. She's clearly having fun. <laughs> uh, I, wish, I, I, I wish there were some people to wear capes around town. Then I would wear some capes and just go like, <laughs> I've got a long, like this sweater is very long. I love oh, wearing fun. this. So anything that can like flow behind me i'm all for it tent says sherry yeah yeah kind of a a, a tissue tissue paper tent <laughs> well anyway that might be the last time we get to uh frivolously break down <laughs> i mean we can do other people of course you know what's the cast of doctor who wearing to something or other yeah house of the dragon oh how's speaking of that what i thought next so last week um we were doing this show literally in the middle of it we got the news from the yeah. TCAs that House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel series that's being made right now, mm-hmm. had a 
tentative release date. Yeah. Basically, Casey Bloys, the HBO programming president. Um, it's hard for me to say. <laughs> um, was just like asked about it. And he just kind of said like, you know, I see it coming out in 2022. It wasn't yeah. like a firm is coming yeah. out or anything. But like, that's when he kind of guessed. Um, so I guess I have a two point question for you. Um, is that too long? Not long enough? Kind of, is that sound right to you? Mm-hmm. And part two, what is that going to mean for the Game of Thrones follow-up to kind of come on the scene at a time when basically all of Game of Thrones children, like the Wheel of Time, the Witcher, or Lord of the Rings, are yeah. going to be like, you know, out and doing their thing by then? Hmm. You know what? I, it feels like we're, co- oh no, we're not already halfway there. Because that was to last win. year. So it would, 2022 would be two three, years from now. Two years from now, which would make it a three year gap. Yeah. Which is, uh, wow. You know what? I don't, I really don't think that it's going to matter all too much. Uh, Game of Thrones to me has kind of solidified itself to the point where it's like they have their fans. Nobody's sure. going to go away. Um, and it will just give us time to build up anticipation <laughs> and all the, you know, ample hype and, Whenever the set photos start rolling around and stuff. That's kind of like the pre-show. Like, you know, if you're really tapped into the leaks and the set photos, all those sorts of things, it really gets you hyped up for it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I don't imagine it's too, too long. um, Especially considering, like, I think the important fact is that it's not like a new season. Like, I can wait a year-ish for a new season. It's a new show. Yeah, there's no cliffhangers or anything like that we have to deal with. So I think that's where they also kind of get a little leeway in the fact that they don't really have to, you know, have people be like, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? It's just like, it's just something brand new. I'm here and I'm going to do it. (laughs) We got some opinions already. We got Jen Case saying too long, saying, uh, Sherry, I don't think they're all at the same time. Probably the other show. Talk about that. Julie's saying it sounds about right to me as long as it's not late in the year. I was just thinking that. I was like, if it's late in the year, then that's kind of pushing it. But I could see it being like a what a May release probably. Diane asked, have they started to cast it yet? They think they may use some of the cast from the prequel pilot we never saw. Mm. Um, I don't know if they're starting to cast it yet. I certainly hope so. I, I, I said this before. I'm saying it again just because it bears repeating. <laughs> Naomi Watts uh, was going to be in the original pilot Blood Moon, which got canceled. And he talked about that a little bit, by the way. He basically said like, oh, yeah, it was really good. He, uh, like Casey Bloy said that um, part of the issue with Blood Moon, the original pilot, was that they were kind of making it from whole cloth. Like they're, they're making up everything because it was set so long before, like eight thousand years beforehand. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Like there was no text, so you basically build a whole world. And this new show is based on a book called Fire and Blood, right by George R. R. Martin, yeah. that has a lot of characters, a lot yeah. of good characters, a lot of good plot. Like I said it before, the story is good. If they do it right, it can be really, really good. Um, so I'm I'm taking that to mean that Jane Goldman, who was making the original show, kind of like tried her hand at like and here's bitsy targaryen <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like no know. that's awful it's a terrible character and just it wasn't working out yeah and so they said no we're gonna go with the text yeah let's just go with something safe where the foundation is there and which yeah like and part of me is like i'd rather set something new part of me is like this is a good story so like, yeah do what do what works yeah i guess it's like how i don't know if I'm saying like how faithful do you want to be to george rr R. martin because I feel like if it were for the other show, you would kind of have to like go off on your own and hope he has your blessings. 
maybe that's not how maybe he would be more involved with it but i do feel like there would be that risk in oh, being he's like got a whole other yeah. thing going on yeah <laughs> Uh, as Nicole says that I like Tony Regbo, so I won't see it. I'm sure they'll cast some um, some standbys. I, I I do think it sounds about right for for the length of time because you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a complicated show. They gotta mm-hmm. have the special effects and the sets and all that stuff. Yeah, two year turnaround to me seems a little quick. It mm-hmm. may be like long to have it gone for three years for fans, but in terms of production, it sounds about right. Yeah, unless they were like you know had the time to plan it during game of thrones while that was still airing but i think they they wanted to get game of thrones off their hands first and then start with a clean project which sounds about right i mean if they went with the older thing which they made a pilot for we'd be seeing it sooner but they're they're kind of starting they said like no thanks and they're starting with this new thing (laughs) um as nick someone was saying um Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Sherry was talking about um, which release this season all at once, but not compete. So I was talking about earlier about what's it going to be like when it de- debuts. It's insane 2022. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, yeah, it, 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 it's it's not going to directly compete with things like The Witcher because they're different shows. Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is that what, when oh. it when it debuts, mm-hmm. you know, Game of Thrones, when it began, there was nothing else like it on TV. There was no other big budget sci-fi fantasy genre spectacular big epic storylines complicated characters lavish production values like a seven season plan yeah like it just it just wasn't around now because game of thrones is a big success there's a bunch of shows like that right either already started like the witcher I mean, I didn't love it, but it, it's it's been a hit. Yeah. Like people have seemed to really <laughs> yeah. like it. We're getting season um, two. So yeah, we're getting season like, two. Yeah. We're also getting an animated movie this year. Yeah, I was like, oh, right. I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I did. I, I liked. It. I just it was goofy. Um, but so that's going to be a new contender. Amazon is prepping these Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings shows, which are going to be very in the Game of Thrones mold of yeah. big sweeping epics, yeah. fantasy epics that kind of take you on like years, years long journeys. Obviously, they're not Game of Thrones. That's its own thing. But they are more like Game of Thrones than anything that was on the air when Game of Thrones exactly. came on the air. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, when this new show debuts, is it, like, going to s- march in there and just sit on the throne it left vacant for a few years? Or is it going to march into, like, a raging battle for that throne to keep with our little You metaphor? know, I think that because this is a new series it might actually like they might be equals to all the other shows and depending on like witcher will probably we'll probably have witcher season two by then or oh definitely um and so it it might even be that um this is what house of blood i'm no, House of House the Dragon. Of the I'm like dragon. mixing everything. House of the Dragon. House of Blood. Might, that's a whole other. <laughs> it might just be the underdog in the situation where That'd they kind of have to prove themselves. Like, hey, we're back. We know this isn't the original story that you were used to, but we're hoping that you'll still love us just as kindly. <laughs> I think it'd be. I think that could be a good thing. Yeah. Like if if you need to um. To carve out your space, it makes you work harder. Yeah. Like, you don't want to yeah. get um, lackadaisical. Yeah. They're like, oh, those and guys. just kind of like you <laughs> have a right to it. You don't want to feel entitled to the throne yeah. like certain people, like a Cersei would <laughs> be more like an up-and-comer like Daenerys. Exactly. But just don't commit just genocide. Don't, yeah, don't. Not the end game there we need. <laughs> but yeah, for them to be like, you know, those guys on Netflix are saying that uh, The Witcher was their number one premiere, which those numbers. Did you read that? Yeah. 
So actually, really brief. This is worth saying, yeah. Poker talk about The Witcher. Nicole says The Witcher was good and could have been done better, but so many people were confused because of the timeline. Totally agree. Mm. Did you watch it, by the way, The Witcher? I did. St- I'm I'm tempted to see if I want to finish it. I I would need some convincing. <laughs> I'm probably not going to provide that for you. See if okay. anybody in the comments wants to provide that. Basically, Netflix said it's been it was a giant success. Seventy six million people watched it, but it also like changed the way it measures views. Yeah. So instead of like two thirds. Like you have to you have to watch two thirds episode to mm-hmm. be counted as watching it. It was two minutes. So I'm like, yeah. okay. Even I like, tuned in for the. I I told you I watched it once. So you're counted. And I gave up three minutes in <laughs> before I watched it a second time all the way through. So I guess Netflix that counts as two views. Then probably they're like, does it? Wow. I don't okay. know, but they're like one well, household. Yeah, okay, one household. But yeah, those. But you're counted to think those two minutes counted, and they're like, wow, hot dog! Did so many people watch your <laughs> show? And that, that's like what we're kind of getting off track. But it is interesting because Netflix, it's like, like is Netflix more like YouTube, which counts views like that, or mm-hmm. more like traditional television, which counts yeah. them like you watch the whole thing, you watched it. Like, They're I think that's trying like where to be it is. more like YouTube. I think especially in this race to one-up Game of Thrones to be like, hey, look, our thing is better than yours or it's, you know, you should be scared. Um, but, of course, the numbers and the views don't necessarily reflect how audience felt about it, which is a whole other, you know, topic altogether. Nicole says, I watched it more for Henry Cavill in the bathtub, not going to lie. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I didn't <laughs> hate the pants he was wearing. It's like that, 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 that. Yeah, I was like, I'm really in fine. this for Henry Cavill, aren't I? <laughs> he was great. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah. His pants were very tight and made of leather. They, they were, they were. Um, so that's about all I have to say, I think. Yeah. I lost track of uh, House of the Dragon. Of course, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I hope they knock out of the park. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's too long to wait. I think it's about right. And I'm sure it will uh, come in with an advantage, but enough of it advantage. We'll see, won't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. You wanted to discuss a new development in the world of literature. Yeah. So there is a new Hunger Games prequel novel coming out, um, which it is called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which, you know. It's better title than Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Yikes. Um, And so previously, like all we knew about this book was that it was supposed to be a prequel like 64 years before the Hunger Games or the the Hunger Games books that we read and the movies and stuff. But we didn't really know who the main character was going to be. And so yesterday, actually, Entertainment Weekly revealed that the protagonist of this story would be uh, Coriolanus Snow, who we know is... Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Who who is President Snow. And I was like, huh, okay. People on Twitter were like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you know enough about like the oh yeah i mean like he's he's the bad guy of the movies right he, yeah, he's, yeah he's donald sutherland he's donald sutherland um and so and basically, now this is like him when he's young right right so yeah this is like a an origin story of sorts like how he came up you know from the ground up to be the evil murderer that he is isn't that interesting <laughs> so i guess my question is because yeah. I, I have heard folk who love it like saying like that's bad that should be someone else yeah. like as a hunger games fan why is this not going over well with some people you know i think for the most part i think i've called i call this actually the joker syndrome Ooh. because it's like 
Suzanne Collins actually did write a phenomenal amount of characters. Uh, like Hamish, obviously, I think people really wanted. That's him, by the way. There, oh, oh yeah, dazzling wow, illustration. <laughs> is that from the book? Is it? I believe is so. It a or, book? I don't know if it's going to be the cover, or but that that's him. That's him, young. Um, but the fact that she wrote so many good characters, like I said, Hamish, Effie, uh, some people like even like Senna, who was Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> all these people who were heroes, so to speak, and then to pivot to a villain, they're like, oh, we don't want to hear about a guy who's going to kill people or, you know, who's going to grow up to be a murderer, which to me sounds exactly like the Joker, kind of like, oh, yeah, glor- kinda. almost like I obviously this novel isn't out, but in a sense, glorifying him. Uh, through his origin story and his, you know, like tough luck narrative sort of thing, which it was like they gave an excerpt of the book and he wants to be like a mentor for somebody, you know, one of the new Hunger Games tributes. And he ends up with like the worst district, which is District 12. And uh-huh. he's like, oh, rats. <laughs> rats. <laughs> yeah, they, they suck there. Um, so there is some controversy brewing there, of course. Yeah, I, I had a writer who wanted to pen like a, a long thing. I'm going to read it right after this. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, someone again does. I mean, I, I watched the, some of the movies, mm-hmm. not, not all of them, but I didn't make it all the way through. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. It's like, uh, can, can we not go and see the story of how how uh, cruelty and evil and a, a, a cautionary tale yeah. about um, how it takes root? in somebody's heart and ends up Ooh. you know you know i'm, I'm sure yeah. it'll be about power and blah blah yeah. blah it, it, it's it, I, I i see this like less joker and more like a uh a biography of a, a young joseph stalin <laughs> it very much could be that way and you know i think that i read all the books so i'm like suzanne collins is a good writer she's a good author so i you know i have no doubts that the way this book is going to go like it it will be entertaining and it will i think sort of satisfy that like inner knowings of like what happened before uh you know katniss everdeen and all that stuff happened so i i mean i'm still with it it's an interesting pitch to be like i mean if you think about it essentially this is what the prequels did. The prequels for Star oh, Wars, totally. right? They yeah. took the antagonist and they were like, we're going to send it. Yeah, it went badly. That's a whole, you know, that's something else. But they were like, we're going to explore, you know, how he came up. Why did he become this way? Um, and, you know, as a person who loves villains, I'm into that story anyway. I'm into that narrative like, oh, why, you know, why are they this corrupt? Um, so, I'll take it for what it's worth. I'll, I'm not like it's coming complaining. Out soon, right? It's coming out in May, May 19th, okay. I believe. So we'll see. I I, I will be curious to read. <laughs> well, look at it. Uh, speaking of books, I wanted to talk about just this story. It might be interesting only to me because I don't <laughs> think these books are really widely known. But um, I heard this week that Epics, which is a channel that... I'm not even sure like how to access it. You're right. It was a password and then you have to go and, you know, sign a permission slip to have Nicole <laughs> says the best thing about Hunger Games was Katniss's flaming dress. Yes. Um, agree. But anyway, epics, this kind of channel, I don't really care about that much, but whatever, <laughs> I'll take what I can get is adapting Bernard Cornwell's warlord chronicles of television. Okay. So the warlord chronicles Please, yes. are, are to me, I'm excited because I, I read this book as a kid. It's like a middle schooler. I got these books. They are a telling of the Arthurian legend, King Arthur. Mm -hmm. 
um, in, in like a, a really kind of grounded Game of Thronesy way, whether opposite is like just kind of realistic medieval characters. Yeah. Um, I find it very compelling in middle school. I think there's a really good cast. You know, like you have all like the classics, like, you know, your Arthur and Lancelot and Guinevere and uh, Merle and all those folks. Uh-huh. But they're all like really grounded and sort of kind of like, how would King Arthur's story really have gone if it was real? And that Ooh, that, that was that's yeah. kind of like the, yeah. the conception. Full of great details, full of great character moments, really well told, lots of different roles, different people, a lot of women characters in it, which I think is good. You need that kind I, of, yeah. if you're going to make a show today. Um and just, I, I always wondered, like, when this thing started, when people started to be like, after Game of Thrones, were like, we're gonna make real time. We gotta make, um, we gotta make Lord of the Rings. We gotta make The Witcher. Yeah. Like, I was like, why is nobody getting the World, the World of Congress? They're, they're perfect for this. Whoa. They have lots of good characters. They're a decent, they're three, it's a trilogy. There's three books. So you can okay. make like, you know, three, four scenes of television out of that. Um, they're by the guy who wrote The Last Kingdom on Netflix, which is another mm. historical fiction show. Although Arthur is like historical fiction is like yeah, is yeah. being generous. But um, and that show is very, very well liked by people. The Last Kingdom. People are wicks and love it. Um, he's a he, he's a he's a proper, he's a proper historical fiction author, Bernard Cornwell, who has a long. He also wrote the sharp books with Sean Bean in the main role. Oh, it's like a Napoleonic War thing. He's good. Uh huh. And to me, this is his best uh, work that I've read. So That's I'm awesome. very psyched about this personally. Because yeah. I think if done well. This could be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that it's on epics. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, yeah, I, I don't. Is that a, is it a streaming service? Is that a channel? I don't even know. I'm pretty sure it's a channel, just like a regular cable channel. I think the branding isn't great. It's to me, it when I see it, it looks like one of those channels that comes on like, you know, free standard over the air television. And so I'm like thinking like MASH or something is going to come on epics like those types of shows. <laughs> uh, so when it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Pennyworth. And I guess now this it's like, oh, you guys are trying to. I think they might need like some rebranding and remarketing and and they'll find their footing. And then you'll be able to find out how you can watch it. <laughs> I hope that Netflix picks it up. This is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping they make World of the Chronicles. Yeah. It's going to be called The Winter King. It's going to be the, title fun, of the, show. Yeah. It's the first book. It's a better title than World of the Chronicles. Hope they make the first season. It kind of is whatever because it's on Epics and the Netflix picks it up like they did The Last Kingdom, which is also like a different. It was on BBC, I think, first. Mm. And then it goes on from there because I want people to see it. Yeah. And I want it to yeah. be good. Nicole says that uh, she got her. It, it, it is like Freeform. Sure. Very much like Freeform. I got my daughter into the Arthurian legend. I currently have her watching the cheesy sci-fi adventures of Merlin, which I also watched when I was a kid. Those were fun, too. But which the one? There was like a cheesy sci-fi channel Merlin show back oh, in the wow. day. It was like the CW does the Arthurian legend. It was like young, like hunky people in like, I'm Merlin and I cast like magic missile on you. Oh, but not the like BBC British Merlin though. Like that's one a- of Sam Neill. Cause that was pretty good. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to do my research. I know one of yeah. them. Yeah. Put up on your Arthur stuff. <laughs> yeah. My Arthur. You gotta get your King Arthur stuff. <laughs> I'll go sit at my round table and go figure it Morgan out. Morgan the Phase of a character in it. Yeah. This series could be really good. It's very, it's very I mean the 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 the, the oh, okay. Nicole says that Brown wasn't hunky. Fine. Willowy. Goth hot. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. We'll see how it goes. Um finally, are you watching anything you want to discuss? Mia? You know, I am getting through tonight I'm gonna watch the season one finale of westworld and i'm gonna do season oh, two because cool. i how do you enjoy that 
You know, I'm getting through it. I I was a little interested because it seemed like the second to last episode of season one answered all my questions. So I was like, there's no need for a finale. So I kind of like took a break. Oh, there's a need for a finale. (laughs) Yeah. So I watched like 30 minutes of the finale last night and I had to do some cleaning. So I'm going to (laughs) finish that up. And I volunteered anyway to write our review for season three. So I was like, I'm going to have to blast through this (laughs) anyway. Um what did I tell you? I still have to pick up Fleabag season two, and I think I, like I can. It a lot. I think I can knock that out in one night. Because I was I, so it's like six episodes. Yeah, I knocked out the first one in one night. Like it's just it's kind of like one long movie. So yeah. I'm gonna try to schedule that in. Um, but did yeah, you enjoy I'm, Westworld? Yeah, it's oh, it's so on brand for me. Oh really? <laughs> oh really, good. I am super duper into like the android ai discussion those sorts of things so i was like i knew i would like this show i just had to carve out the time to watch it so i'm actually glad that i got settled into that i've got some like new favorite characters and all that i'm curious to see how how, how you felt yeah. about season two so <laughs> yeah. i'm br- bring those opinions to the show oh, oh i can't wait anything else you're into right now um my oh my goodness my cheesy disney plus stuff <laughs> Sure, sure, <laughs> Which sure. has no place on this, but I do have to announce <laughs> okay, really that Disney Fairy Tale Weddings is coming back Good. on Valentine's Day on Disney Plus. I adore that show, so I can't, I can't wait for new episodes of that. Okay. Yes, that's my Disney PSA. Weddings. Good. <laughs> All right. I started to read The Wheel of Time, yeah. finally. Oh, really? Trying to get into that, so we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. Uh-huh. It's 14 like massive-ass books. Shoot. I'll meet you in five years. <laughs> Um, I also watched Avenue 5, which I was looking forward to, the Hugh Laurie, uh, Armando Inichi sci-fi yeah. show. It was fine. I don't know. I, I thought the guy who does Veep, I loved Veep, doing, um, you know, a show, kind of a Star Trek-y comedy in space would be Recipe for Success. The first episode was kind of formless and didn't really end oh, right no. and just kind of got into things too quick. And it was only, a, it's like a half hour? It's a half hour. Okay. So it's low commitment. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, he's doing something new. Maybe it'll take a minute to find his footing. It was still funny. Like the guy, he, he, he's great at zingers. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's never, it's not boring to watch. I was just hoping for something a little more, um, uh, well crafted out of the gate, yeah. but we'll see. I was watching the outsider on HBO, which oh, is a Stephen King adaptation King. at me. It's scary. I'm scary. Is it really scary? Yes. I do. <laughs> see, that scares me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't watch a lot of horror things. And I mean, like, it's mostly detective show. Okay. But like, there's, there's obviously a, a monster kind of looking on the sidelines so far, three yeah. episodes in. And it upsets me because I know he's going to do something bad later. <laughs> and I would rather he go away. Oh, is it like a typical Stephen King? Cause I do, I, mean, I, I appreciate, well, aside from everything that. <laughs> I oh, and yeah, yeah. In theory, I like Stephen King in his stories. I mean, you know, when you write um, 30 million books, surely if you were going to be good, I think um, his movies are usually better than the books. Mm-hmm. Like, as the directors take him and be like, okay, let's just yeah. take out the parts that don't work yeah, at all. And we'll so, just. Yeah, so much extraneous, you know, information. <laughs> and we'll it's just like, pick a good one. <laughs> so far, I mean, it's good, the show. It's definitely good. Yeah. Um, It's working on me. I am creeped out by The Outsider. And uh, yeah, that's why I like to have you Jason field Bateman like the things that I need to like. It's like, okay, do I? I'm going to go to Dan first and see if this is worth my time. <laughs> So and Outlander's coming back real soon. That is true. We will yeah. have someone on the show. I think we're bringing Ariba, who's a big Outlander fan, on Wick Ooh. to talk about it because I, I need someone to to school me on that. And so yeah, I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah. Oh, 
And Picard's coming up. Picard. Yes, Picard. Like uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna watch that? It, oh, so yeah. Yes, of course, with my CBS All Access account that I definitely have. Okay, well that's uh <laughs> I want I'll summon on here to talk about Picard. <laughs> I am a Star Trek. I, I'm like a mild Star Trek fan. I like the next generation. I love Picard's character. Um, but man, that's CBS All Access. <laughs> There's just a lot of streaming services. Yeah. NBC's one's going to be free with At ads. Least. That's yeah, nice. they announced some really interesting stuff. So, dude, HBO Max is it's fifteen dollars. It's yeah. going to come out in like months after yeah. all these are already out. I predict failure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see it going well. That's a hefty well. price tag, <laughs> especially when there's so many other ones already out. Exactly. Yeah, you can't be late. <laughs> But we'll see how that goes. At, at least NBC is going free with ads. Yeah, like thank you, you, maybe you can get late and if you're free. But can you get late if you're like the most expensive one? I don't know, man. I don't know, Casey yeah. Boys. I don't know Warner Media. We'll see about it. Um. All right, Sherry's a Trek geek. I'm. I'm gonna have someone on here to talk about Picard. David Harris is a big fan of Picard, Ooh. who works for us. Maybe if we, we can if I on. can if I can find a way to watch the episode, I can give my opinions. Yeah. Ditto. I've I've never watched Star Trek, and even I like John Luke Picard. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's great character. So strong and forceful and bold. It's Patrick Stewart. He he's he's a doll. (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh, I think I've got everything out that I need to say. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. I have two uh, notes before we uh, leave you. Uh, First of all, please um, rate us a million stars on iTunes. Give us positive reviews. Yada yada yada. Uh, begging you for positive reinforcement and B um, next week we are going to uh, not be here we're taking the week off um, uh, the 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 lovely folk who, who help us make the show are going to be otherwise engaged at the Super Bowl yeah, I think yeah. that's the reason right that's right yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're gonna take the week off we'll be back in two weeks two Wednesdays the February whatever Mm-hmm. with more news more insight more everything and we will see you then see bye everybody bye. have a good night this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.